do you know the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion? The difference, according to Dennis Healy, ex-Chancellor of the Exchequer, is the thickness of a prison wall. Tax avoidance is a perfectly legal practice, though with some it's a morally questionable practice. Tax evasion is a definite no-no, and that is a criminal offence. In this week's I Hate Numbers podcast, I'm going to go through and explain the differences between avoidance and evasion, and give you some examples of how they work, and share some tips as to how we avoid getting into hot water, getting into trouble, getting the potential criminal prosecution levied against us for tax evasion. I don't want that for you. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi folks, welcome to another weekly episode of I Hate Numbers. This is the podcast that's there to improve your financial awareness, help you and your business make more money. Who doesn't want that? Reduce the stress and anxiety that you have by dealing with business and finance and for you to have the business life that you aspire to. What's not to love about that? Let's crack on with the podcast. Now, tax avoidance involves arranging your financial affairs in such a way that you reduce and minimise your tax liability. All perfectly acceptable, all perfectly enshrined in the letter of the law and enshrined with practice. Now, for most of us at one level, tax avoidance could be claiming the allowances that we're entitled to, whether those are personal allowances or capital allowances, taking advantage of tax planning opportunities, whether that's how we remunerate ourselves for our business, whether it's dividends, salary, a combination with benefits in kind thrown in, whether we invest in tax-efficient products like ISAs or pensions. Those are all examples of tax avoidance, and that is perfectly acceptable. At a different level, a UK company may use a tax-efficient structure, like a holding company, where it might be based in a low-tax territory, to reduce their liability. There may be mechanisms of what's called transfer pricing. So typically, a coffee company, no names given, may locate their head office in one jurisdiction, trade with other parts of the world, and by the transfer pricing mechanism they set, will shift profits from a high-tax-paying country to a low-tax-paying country. Now, that's perfectly legal. It may be controversial. It may be morally unacceptable to some. But having said that, tax and morals don't always sit very comfortably together. Using offshore tax havens is another example of tax avoidance, where we're shifting profits around the world. That's probably a tactic beyond the reach of most business owners, but it's still a tactic that exists. Now, although it's not illegal, it is the subject of much public debate, and it does, understandably, get people very hot under the collar, thinking that is unfair, but don't confuse morals and not acceptable with something that's illegal. Now, there are situations where tax avoidance can cross that very blurry line into aggressive tax planning, where people, lawyers and accountants will get together to take advantage of what I call loopholes in the tax system to get an unfair advantage. There may be very great areas here. If you do it with intent, knowing that you are actually breaking the law, knowing there's no substance to your commercial transaction, then you're gravitating towards the area of evasion. And that is definitely something that's not just morally questionable, but also potentially illegal. 
Now, tax evasion, on the other hand, is illegal. It is that thickness of the prison wall syndrome. And this is where we understate income or don't disclose it. We overstate expenses when none existing in the first place, or they're much lower than we declare. It could be a trader that doesn't charge VAT for a cash job. It could be somebody who's earning money, but not declaring it. Those are all examples of tax evasion. And tax evasion occurs at different levels. We falsify expenses, we falsify claims, we claim for things that we haven't expensed with a direct outcome of being that tax liabilities are reduced, if not hidden. And tax evasion is a criminal offence, not just in the UK, but also most jurisdictions around the world. The consequences of that can be very heavy penalties. In some cases, if you are guilty of tax evasion, the penalties can be equivalent to as much as the tax itself. And in really severe cases, fines, imprisonment and a criminal record will follow. In my experience, in over 28 plus years, most people who understate their income, who do things on a very naughty side when we make them do voluntary declarations, financial consequences tend to prevail more than punitive penalties like prosecution. Now, with tax evasion, taxpayers are deliberately failing to report their income in order to reduce tax liability. So that covers things, as we said, from falsification of expenses, claiming for things that haven't actually occurred. And again, it occurs at different levels of taxpayers. Now, if we come back to this example of what the difference is between avoidance and evasion, and we might naturally ask the question, why does it matter? Tax avoidance is perfectly legal, and that's planning to actually arrange your affairs such that you reduce, mitigate your tax liability. That is perfectly fine. Claiming allowances, making claims that are perfectly legitimate. Now, they will blur over. There does create a, some heated conversations to some people. And in my experience, it's going to be a bigger spotlight on the tax avoidance and tax evasion because there is a tax gap that the UK is experiencing, the difference between the tax that should be collected and the tax that is actually collected. That tax gap will put more pressure on the authorities to spend more resources, especially when it comes to digital businesses, those businesses that are trading online without necessarily declaring their income. If you do something that looks like a business, feels like a business, and you're not declaring that income, then you are in a potential very difficult situation. If you're deliberately not declaring it, and by the way, if you are a business that's generating over a £1,000 worth of sales on an annual basis, you have a responsibility, a legal one, to report that accordingly. Now, in my experience, HMRC are increasing the spotlight, are increasing the scrutiny, checking on what's happening in the digital space, checking returns coming in. They have access to an incredible level of information from a variety of sources, from banks, from digital platforms, from online shops, who have to report what's going on here. And therefore, it becomes a very problematic area that if you do decide to deliberately avoid declaring income, then you could face a very nasty shock once you're caught. Now, my opinion would be, folks, as we come to this conclusion of this very short podcast, is that if you are in a situation that you have not declared your income, you've underdeclared tax, and you've done it innocently, you've got yourself into a bit of a hole, you need to make what I call a voluntary declaration. Always being on the front foot to declare the understated income, to make adjustments accordingly, will always count in your favour and always mitigate any potential penalties that you have. 
those people who might have second homes and not declare the rental income on that property. Again, if your rental income is typically over a certain level, you have a responsibility in legal terms to declare that income to HMRC. Now, by all means, check what you're entitled to, speak to your advisors, speak to your accountant and find out what you're legally entitled to and make sure you claim what you will. Now, tax doesn't leave us from the moment we're born to the moment we leave this earth. But what we need to make sure is that we actually comply within the spirit of the law, within the letter of the law, we need to make sure we're doing the right thing. If we're caught, that could be financially painful. And also, you could be having a very poor diet of prison food in worst case scenario. Folks, I hope this has some resonance for you. I hope this made that distinction clearer. Avoidance, perfectly fine. Evasion is a definite no-no. If you have any questions to ask, then by all means, please drop me a line. Check out the contact details via the show notes. And until next week, folks, I'll see you on the other side. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. Numbers episode.